What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Nick Ziegler. How you doing today? This week, we are reviewing his request for a movie review. He is one of our $20 Patreon supporters. Thank you, sir, for your support. So here over the next several months, I am taking a request from each individual Patreon supporter, and they are putting up their request for what movie they want me to watch and review. Uh, most of these, I'm going to try to get it you know, reviewed actually with the people that are requesting it. Try my best to, anyways. Um, so Nick is up. I don't even know what movie this is. Number three, I think. Uh, we are reviewing Highlander, and... The whole reason for this was, one, to kind of get Patreon involved and kind of get some more more voices heard, I guess you could say. But on the other end of the spectrum, wanted some diversity, wanted some some variety with the movies. But also on the other end of the spectrum, I wanted to hit some movies that I wouldn't typically watch. So for me personally, this is my first time watching Highlander uh, came on the 80s, and a lot of people talk about it being a cult classic and all kinds of variety of opinions. And uh, I am definitely excited to talk about this episode with Sir Nicholas here. Uh, but before we jump into the review, if you like what we're doing here and you want to get in on this little bandwagon and pick out a movie that you want me to review, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers, and you get access to our Discord channel, which is where all the fun and shenanigans occur. But that's enough of that bullshit. Let's jump into Highlander. All right, sir, we are going to go through the plot, the fun facts, and if you have anything that you want to interject or opinions that you have about anything that I say from here, you can uh, just feel free to to stop me at any time, okay? I will be sure to interrupt you, yes. <laughs> So Highlander, an immortal Scottish swordsman, must confront the last of his immortal opponent. I, I'm not 100% sure this is a word, but I'm going to go with it. A murderously brutal barbarian. Sounds like a word. I mean, I'll go with it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little sketchy. Uh, who, la- who longs for the fabled prize. Uh, this movie is directed by Russell McCahey. McCah- I'm probably saying that wrong. Y'all know the deal. Go fuck yourselves. He directed, obviously, this movie, Highlander 2, The Quickening. Shout out to that. Uh, Ricochet, The Shadow, Resident Evil Extinction. Had no clue he directed that movie. As many times as I've seen that movie, had no clue. That's honestly and- probably the only other movie I've heard of that he's been. Yeah, I've, I've, I want to say I've seen The Shadow before. That's the one with Alec Baldwin in it. Uh, Ricochet had Denzel Washington in it. I've never heard of that movie with him in it. Mm-mm. And then also, I'm, I'm, he, he also directed another movie, and I didn't even know there was a, a sequel to this, but there was, and that is The Scorpion King 2. I really hope they had better CGI in that one. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> So Highlander had a budget of sixteen million dollars, which, if I had to guess, fifteen million of that went to Queen. If I, Absolutely. if I, um, actually no, because when we get to a little fun facts, fourteen, we'll say fourteen went to uh, Queen. Uh, this movie grossed 
$5.9 million. It stars Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, Clancy Brown, and Roxanne Hart. It has a runtime of one hour and 56 minutes, and it was released March 7th, 1986. I got five fun facts, and they're actually not not bad with the uh, with the fun facts here. The first one is Sean Connery filmed all of his scenes in one week, and that earned him one million dollars. So, I mean, that's that's one week well worth of well worth it. I mean, I, I mean that would take me what ten plus years. <laughs> to reach one million dollars and this dude did it in a fucking week fuck him i mean rest in peace but fuck you <laughs> damn you for being so talented uh christopher lambert had just barely learned to speak english when he took this role in fact the filmmakers had no clue when he signed his contract i thought that was really i didn't i don't know where he's from though He's French. I actually so I saw that fun fact too, and I thought that was surprising. So I looked it up. He's French. French. He, oh, wow. he had starred. He had just started acting a couple of years before this movie, and was actually making himself a good name in France. Which, you know, in during when you when you watch this movie, I don't want to really jump into general impressions right now, but some of his acting, I was like, he seems a little weird, like a little stiff, maybe, in mm-hmm. in some of his line delivery. And uh, I guess that that explains it. Well, and I think a lot of that also comes to another fun fact I'll throw in there is he is so severely nearsighted that he can't see a single thing without glasses on. So he was pretty much acting blind the entire movie. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) Hey, I don't care what anybody says. He was fantastic in the uh, first Mortal Kombat movie. Honestly, I was trying to go through all of his movies that he's been in to see if any of them he was actually a good actor in. And I think that was really the only one that I've seen that I'm like, yeah, okay, he he played his role well. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. The opening voiceover by Sean Connery has an echo effect because it was recorded in the bathroom of his Spanish villa. And for whatever reason, they said, yeah, that's good. We'll just take it. (laughs) (laughs) and then uh this goes back to the queen remark that i had earlier the band members of queen each had a favorite scene from the movie and composed songs specifically for those scenes oh that was pretty cool you know each individual team member came up with their own little song and or whatever and picked out the scenes that they wanted to put those songs on Mm -hmm. and and there was no there was no real soundtrack to this uh movie Queen just released an album, and it's the unofficial soundtrack. Oh, touche. So, so if you want to check that out, it's Queen's It's a Kind of Magic album. What was that again? You cut in and out. It's Queen's It's a Kind of Magic. Ah, okay. I have heard of that one. I have heard of that one. And then the last fun fact that I have for everybody is Kurt Russell was originally cast as McLeod in the place of Christopher Lambert. But he pulled out, shout out, because his, well, now wife, uh, what, what's her name? Goldie Dawn or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh, she she told him he, he needed to pull out. Again. <laughs> and instead of starring in this movie, he starred in Big Trouble in Little China, which, by the way, that was 
the last movie that was voted on for the classics in review series. So I will be reviewing that movie uh, sometime in the near future. I haven't seen that one. So definitely. I have not seen it either. I just recently bought complete different subject ADD moment. I just bought uh, Escape from uh, New York. Have you seen uh, Escape from LA or no? No, New York is the first one, right? I believe so. Yes. So I bought New York. I bought the first one. I have not seen either of those two. Okay. So it uh it falls into the same category as this. <laughs> I don't know, sir. We'll just jump into our general impressions. <laughs> you told me this was going to be phenomenal. Basically, I had high hopes, and I didn't really get that. <laughs> um, I have not seen this movie in five plus years. I think since before I had kids, it's been mm-hmm. since I've seen this movie. And uh, the first five minutes of it, watching it, I'm like, this is not the movie I remember. <laughs> it, it, it was funny. I, I had thrown some like quick little impressions in the in the Discord. And uh, you were like, hold your tongue. <laughs> yeah. and, and when you came back and told me that, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so glad, I'm so glad I was not uh, wrong on this. <laughs> because uh, look. But the the thing is, no. When you when you watch classics like this, I put quotation around that, or cult classics, whatever you want to call it. You know, when you end up don't liking it, you feel like like a little weird. Like everybody's going to judge you for it. Right. So what did what did you think about it? Uh, watching it now versus uh, watching it anew. Um, I I don't know if it's because I have a better appreciation for storytelling now as opposed to years ago, but especially in like the the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, it was just like it was written by a high school kid or, uh, you know, a child. Just there there were so many plot holes just in the first five or 10 minutes of the movie that it was just, it gave me a headache. And I mean, I, I was inebriated when I was when I was watching this movie, and I'm just and I'm still like, well, that why are the cops there already? Because the dude just got killed. Like, no one called nine one one. Why are they stopping him leaving the parking garage? It doesn't make any sense. And it just, I don't know. It was it was just in the first ten minutes, corny. The 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 over exaggerated angry cop, and the fact that they showed up on scene so quickly, and it was just a train wreck from the very beginning. And I don't know if it was budgeting or poor scripting or maybe just poor editing, but, and I mean, you talk about queen taking $14 million of the budget. You can tell if queen got the money because the rest of the movie was just scraping for scraping to get by. Yeah. uh, I think that pretty much knocks out all my, my opinions of it. I, I think, so the the thing coming into this movie, the difference between Nick and I is he's seen it before. He's he's had, you know, the experience of it being he him being a little younger when he's seen this. I have the experience of seeing it for the first time in my 30s. So there there's a big contrast right there, even though your opinion has changed on it now versus previously. My my opinion for the what's the execution. I like I like the story. I just think 
And they should honestly, I think they should read it. <laughs> at this point. They should do what? I, I want to see a complete remake. Yes. Yes. Um, I think a remake would be would be fantastic. I think they could do it. I who was attached to it? Henry Cavill? Yeah, well, see, so he got attached to it in 08. And I was honestly, I was laying in bed after I finished the movie and I'm like, this movie would be great nowadays if they remade it. And like instead of making it into a movie and making it into a mini series on HBO or something like that, where you give us eight, ten episodes and you can really see the character development and, and everybody and whatever. And I was trying to think who could be the cast in this movie. And I kept on going back to Henry Cavill playing the Kurgan in my head. So I went and Googled, you know, Highlander remake or whatever, and it popped up that evidently back in 2008 or something like that, Henry Cavill got attached to a remake of Highlander. And as of last year, it was still in the works and nothing had actually moved forward on it, I think. It'll probably never get made if I had to, if I had to assume. Well, you know, but with it being what you said, $16 million to make it and it made 5 million. And the fact that they got what, six sequels plus two TV shows. How many, I I didn't know there were six movies or six movies. Yeah. God damn. And the, the, the direct sequel to this movie was, is considered one of the worst movies in history. Oh, we're gonna have to do a drunken review to that one. If you say this is one of the worst movies of all time, we gotta get drunk to it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's considered one of the worst movies in history, and they went through and did a master re-edit. Like even the director, um, he walked out of the initial showing five or ten minutes into the movie. The Dredoom fucking made it. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. We're 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 gonna find that and we're getting drunk to it. I it. it <laughs> Just decided. <laughs> so yeah. Um, personally, I I will never watch this movie again. Um, I, I liked it enough to to kind of carry me through the movie. I had to stop uh, a few times uh, just to kind of take a break from it. It is peak eighties cheese fest, uh, campy, whatever word you want to use for it. Uh, I think between the score, the acting, the fights, it is 100% a product of the 80s, for better or for worse. Uh, you know, I was I was born in the in the 90s and grew up in the 90s, obviously. So, I mean, I have my fair share of 90s action movies that that I absolutely love, and it's a product of the 90s, and also the uh, the 80s as well. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the the 80s action movies like the Sylvester Stallone movies all those like they like they have a certain amount of cheese to them this one is like they went into the writers room and they're like okay let's try doing the cheesiest movie like ever like campy Let, let's fucking go for the fences here and i think they nailed that aspect if that's what they were going for they fucking nailed it because this entire movie I, I wanted to laugh more often than I was like, ooh, that's pretty cool. I, I think- really think it was a uh, it was a fault of editing and maybe some bad script writing. Like I like like I told you uh, in private chat, there were scenes because we watched this on HBO, or at least I I'm assuming. Yeah, HBO. Okay. There were scenes 
that had been cut short on HBO and scenes that were missing on HBO. And I had VHS, and I don't know that they necessarily came out with an extended edition on VHS, you know, 20 years ago. But there was stuff missing that I remember. That's interesting. So I don't know what happened there. And, and, and like, so, like, there, there's parts missing. And for the most part, they didn't really add anything to the story. There was only one scene that was entirely cut out that shows uh, Rachel, his, uh, his secretary. He meets her in World War II as a child. He saves her life. Mm. He's, he's, a, he's an American soldier. And he saves her life in a barn and then brings her back to America and raises her as his own child. Wow. That's... So it kind of adds it adds more to their character development and their relationship to where, you know, she says, I I've known you for a long time, and this back and forth or whatever. That's his daughter. Uh-huh. Um so but but I think a lot of it just has to do with bad script writing and then a big part of it was just bad editing, or maybe just a lack of budget, which didn't allow them to film everything that they wanted to film, um, to really make a cohesive complete story it was a lot of just you had to make a lot of um a lot of assumptions that or they went like the route with sean connery like ah just just fucking do it and we'll uh we'll we'll wing it here well i read because i read that same fact and it was because they didn't want to fly him back because they didn't have any money left Mm -hmm. they're like they're like just do it over the phone and okay we'll just (laughs) i mean how can how bad can it be (laughs) So, a few things about the movie that I would like to talk about. One is the runtime. Do you think the runtime is fine? Me, personally, this movie's from the 80s. Anything prior to, like, 2000, I I would probably say even, like, Lord of the Rings. Before Lord of the Rings. Like, that, that was a whole new era of movies once Lord of the Rings came out. Anything prior to that... Like I'm thinking like an hour and a half for like an 80s movie. So to me, some of the movie felt a little long. Like I think if they went back to the editing room, like you said, and maybe put in some different scenes that kind of added to the character development, made it a little more interesting. Um, I think the movie would have been a little bit more fleshed out with that one hour and what did I say? 50, 56. 56 minute runtime. So, I don't know. I, I think they could have cut something, but then again, what they have here is bare bones to begin with. So it's like, what? Could they I, I honestly would have. This should have been a two-part movie. Make it, make it an hour thirty, hour forty-five, but make two of them. Or, like I said, if they ever remake this, don't make a movie. Make them give us eight hours and a half hours of television to watch from this. Mm-hmm. One of the best things about this movie that I love, Sean Connery, you know, he's British. He's an Egyptian dressed as a Spaniard with this British accent. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's so many things going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's also married to a Japanese woman and uses a samurai sword. Yes, yes. There are so many conflicting things here. <laughs> and then I also love the fact that 
like the Highlander, you know, McLeod, like he's he's supposed to be like very skilled swordsman. For a very skilled swordsman, the dude fucking drops his sword a lot. <laughs> like you're not very skilled, dude. I agree. Like the dude's uh fighting the uh the bullshit enemy at the very beginning and he drops a sword like 500 times, kicks it underneath the car and shit like that, has to fight with a pipe. And then he does the same thing like later on in the movie. It's like, dude, like how good are you? I, I feel like you're overrated a little bit. Yeah, I agree. He he definitely was like scraping bare minimum the entire but you know, maybe at the same time they were trying to make him more human and making it more of a, a true gritty sword fight versus you know what you see nowadays where it's just outlandish sword fighting that you know would never happen in real life. Hey, I I compare every sword fight to Revenge of the Sith and that lightsaber duel. Okay. And, well, there you go. And nothing nothing ever tops that. So everything is I'm always disappointed <laughs> when it comes to sword fights. <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm looking at my notes real quick. Oh yeah, the, the other thing I wanted to mention about the uh the sword fights. Do you remember as a kid? I mean, I don't know if I'm sure you did. I personally you know, would go out in the in the in the front yard with like a a long stick or some shit like that, and I would pretend like I'm fighting other people, like a sword fight of my own. You know, and you know how you would do that is super dramatic, and you know you're a kid acting this stuff out, right? I got those vibes throughout this entire movie. It, it felt like it felt like this movie was a parody at times. It felt like it was serious at times. Then it felt like it was just being like over the top with the camp and whatnot. So the tone was kind of like all over the place for me. But regardless, the action, the sword fights, it all felt like like they took the advice of like an eight-year-old in terms of how to stage and choreograph these fights. And that's how... It, uh, that, that's like the whole premise of the movie. I mean, yeah. The, the, the script itself is like an eight-year-old movie. And, and the plot for the most part, is like an eight. It's just everything is so so rushed and so slammed together and just and the story, like the the, the scene where he meets uh, whatever her name is at the bar and then he leaves. He follows her. And then he senses something. And then he grabs her tells her to shut up. And then the Kurgan shows up. And they sword fight for 30 seconds, maybe. And then a cop helicopter shows up out of nowhere and there's like, hey guys, stop. <laughs> Dude, I was I was born. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> I thought and, I and then and then they run away and he's like, hey, what are you doing? No, <laughs> guys, stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I honestly thought I had fallen asleep. That was no, you like, didn't. no. <laughs> I, I that was one of the times I had stopped it because I was like, you know what? I probably should uh, take a break from here because uh, I, I think I'm missing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it just so much of it just didn't make any sense. And then the the prize. How first off, how does Sean Connery or or uh, whatever his name is? How does he know about any of the rules? Like it's not like they were all born at the same time and they met some high priest or whatever that told them, you know, laid out the laws and everything else. It's like these guys have been born throughout the years. 
And they just, the, one of them just spread this rumor around that, hey man, if we're, we're all going to meet up at the end and somebody is going to win and they're going to get this prize. And also, you can't you can't fight on holy ground, right? Like, yeah, who came up with this? Like, the, the, there's a whole. I feel like there's a whole like lore world out there that needs to be built, and they just didn't go with it. Right, and it's not even like you know this stems from a comic series or you know something to where you're like, okay, all right. So if you know about it, then you already know about it. But it, this was all fresh material this did not come based off of anything now it wouldn't have happened because you know 80s 90s action movies they always had like the the good guy at the always got the good oh, let me rephrase that i feel like i just had a stroke the good guy always gets the girl in the end that is a action movie cliche they could have no chemistry, no development of that relationship the entire movie, but 100%, the movie is going to end with the guy kissing the girl at the very end. So I don't think this would have ever happened, but in terms of like a, uh, I mean, they could probably do it for a uh, for a limited series like you had mentioned earlier. But I think they should just cut out the the romance side of it altogether and just built the world and the lore and whatnot. And I think that would have made it so much more interesting. I think it would have, but I think they were also trying to make show that what the last 500 years or so he's been alone and he, he's been needing that aspect back in his life. They did a horrible job in execution after, you know, his Scottish wife died. In the hillside, and then he's been alone for five hundred years. And then the, the 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 forensic pathologist or whatever she is, you know, she she wants to wants to see his sword figuratively. Uh, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just the fact that he's got this, you know, two thousand twenty five hundred year old sword automatically just just like Abney. Show me your Never. sword. Speaking yeah. of, uh, show me your sword, sir. You never told me that <laughs> this movie was have no. It had one sex scene in it, but you didn't tell me that there were be there were going to be so many scenes of dudes and their o faces. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when they would kill the other guy. They would, I guess, they absorb them or whatever the fuck that was going on, and it, their eyes would roll back, and then they're like, ah, and it was like this huge old O face, and I, uh, I laughed every single time. <laughs> the uh, the Kurgan's O face was always over. The top. Yes, <laughs> and then the best part was we got Christopher Lambert to do his O face at the very end. <laughs> I was like, but at the very end, there was a lot of moaning involved in that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, I was not expecting that. Was not expecting that. But is there anything else you want to say about the movie before we jump into the uh, the final ratings and recommendations, sir? I, I think we've said it all. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I really do want to see Henry Cavill uh, take this role. Not not the McLeod role. I still I haven't decided on who McLeod should be, but I think Henry Cavill would make a great Kurgan. 
and I want to see a mini series. Out of I'd watch. A, I'd watch a mini series. That's what I want. I just want a mini series. I want Henry Cavill to be the bad guy because I think he needs to play the bad guy, and I think he would fit everything about the Kurgan. He just that was the one person nowadays that acts, and I'm like, he would be the Kurgan. I'm trying to decide who would be Sean Connery. So the question I ask you, sir, is when they do this limited series, do you think they should go the camp cheese '80s feel to it, or do you think we, they should go like pretty serious with maybe like some comedic aspects to it? Um, I lean they, towards, I, I lean they, towards being ultra serious. No, it needs to be serious. It needs to really. It, I want it to be more of a drama with action. Yes. And have a very serious tone to it. And I don't want it to go down like the Alien 2 rabbit hole where it's just action, action, action. I really want it to have a lot of interpersonal turmoil and drama going on. I, uh, I 100% agree with that. So jumping into our closing thoughts, recommendation, rating, um, I'll say this. While this is not a movie that I would ever watch again, I would watch a series. I would hope that it was... I, I think there's material here for a very, very good movie and a very great series. Uh, I, I think the potential is there. The world is there. They just didn't execute it very well in this movie. I, I think the the tones, the, the shift in tones, multiple tones throughout the movie was really jarring for me and it, uh, I'm not going to lie uh, some of the times I I, I was kind of dozing off a little bit just in those quieter moments I just felt like they didn't execute them as well uh, but there, I mean there were several decent scenes in here scenes that really caught my attention and I wish I wish the movie was better or I wish I enjoyed the movie more than I did honestly because there is some good stuff in here but there's also some not good stuff in here as well so I would 100% be okay with a with a series, a serious tone, like you said, Nick, uh, bringing the drama with a little bit of action sprinkled through to kind of carry your interest a little bit. I, I would definitely be down for that. And despite the fact that I don't necessarily would ever want to watch this again, I, I think I think it's I think it's a movie that you should go experience. Like it is it is peak 80s. And you can't, I mean, you can't go wrong with that type of genre because the 80s was just a completely different era of, of action movies, the 80s and the 90s. So even with all the, the negatives that I've said about the movie, I, I still think people could go check it out. You could do significantly worse with your time, but just don't go in expecting a, uh, a, a big time movie, a classic, a... Uh, an amazing movie because that's what I went into with it. And I, my expectations were not met, but uh, I think it's definitely worth checking out just to kind of get that, that lore and that world under your belt a little bit. Uh, I end up going with two and a half stars on it. I'm probably overshooting it a little bit. It's probably more like a two, but there were some aspects in it that I really, really liked. Uh, for the most part, I liked it more than I hated it, but not something I would ever revisit uh, down the road. What about you, sir? Uh, I'm going to copy you on that. I'm going to give it a two and a half uh, for seeing it now. 
Um, had you asked me five, ten years ago, I'd have given it a three and a half to a four. Um, but that said, just watching this movie, I'm going to delve down the rabbit hole and I'm going to try and find the other five or six movies. And I think the TV show has like six or seven seasons. Oh, God. You're going to have to I'm going to do it. I know the last the last half of the movies are spinoffs from the TV show. Let's see. I'm going to Google Highlander 2. It is on Prime Video, sir. Highlander 2 is on Prime? Yep. All right. We're doing it. And then <laughs> and then I know it's Highlander 4. Is on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know Highlander 4 uh, brings Christopher Lambert back and then the guy from the TV show is in that role. And then after that, it's just the guy. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to find them all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend the money if I have to. I'm going to watch everything. And I, I will let you know how bad the rest of it is. <laughs> I'm definitely interested. The, the, the TV show is on Peacock. Uh, I might have that, or I will soon if I don't. Let's see. Highlander Endgame. That was on Netflix at one. Yeah, it's on Prime. I don't. I mean, is that like number four? Or... Yeah, that's that's number four. the The number three was a retcon because two was so bad. They made three, and they pretty much just got rid of everything in two and just started back over. One. Highlander: The Final Dimension is also on Prime, so it looks like all of it's on Prime except the TV series. All right, <laughs> there you go, sir. Well. Uh, Gonna have a good Christmas break. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, that is going to be it for our review. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash two game. Join us at any of those tiers. Get access to our Discord. Let us know if we're right, if we're wrong about Highlander. Uh, give us your thoughts, or you can drop us a comment on our Facebook page, Surfing the Stream. Uh, let us know, let us know how you feel about Highlander, negative or positive and whether you would recommend it to uh, the other folks out there. Nick, I appreciate you joining me for this, sir. We're going to have to do this more often. I agree, sir. I am down for any dive you want to go into. Shout out? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) No, this this shit makes me miss uh, our little discussions on the truck. I do. I know. I miss it so much. (laughs) I I miss you, man. (laughs) Right? I miss you. Yeah, I was talking to Creston uh, the other day about the uh, Lord of the Rings and the uh, TV show. <laughs> and I uh, I go, hey, man, what, what did you think about the Rings of Power? I was like, uh, and somehow your name got brought up. And he goes, dude, I don't even, I don't even pay attention to Nick because he just brings me down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like hyper analyzing. I'm just like, I, I enjoy it, man. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've I've been down that road before. Nick is <laughs> a hypercritical person when it comes to movies now. <laughs> You're welcome, and I'm sorry. Ever since I said I liked The Last Jedi for like half of a second, I have not been able to live that down, and I have scored movies much more critically. <laughs> well, dude, I will catch you next time, man. I'll Definitely. Guys, thank y'all for checking us out. Give us a share, listening to us, support all the all the choices above A, B, C, D, all the above. Uh, We will catch y'all next week on another review. Later's.